If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. again this is Heather Bayer at Vacation Rental Success and this will be my last recording of um, of Vacation Rental Success before we leave the before we leave our road trip and head for home and it has been absolutely fantastic but you know the time comes got to get back to the business the uh, our 2015 booking season has now opened and we're already, so I hear from my office staff, getting really busy. People are seem to be you know, out there looking for their 2015 vacations pretty early this year. So it's time I got back home and got back to the office. However, today I wanted to do a roundup really of the Vacation Rental Managers Association Conference, which, as you know, I was in San Diego for last week. And it was uh, it's such a huge amount of fun. And I have to say, you know, I'm not I'm not that comfortable with being um, a lone attendee at a conference. It can be a little bit daunting when you arrive somewhere, new city, uh, somewhere completely sort of out of your frame of reference. It's different. I'm not, you know, I'm not really a business traveler. So it's, um, it's quite novel for me to be going out, traveling, meeting a lot of new people face to face. You know, I might sound really confident and upbeat and everything on the podcast, but uh, I'm fairly introverted, actually. And, and the face to face stuff is pretty challenging for me. So, uh, that aside, I have to say being immersed in our industry in the vacation rental industry for three days was just an amazing experience. I met such a lot of different people, people that I've met on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Google Plus, putting faces to the names that um, that I, I've been responding to in different social media platforms was pretty cool. So in this episode, which as I say is a final one being recorded from my RV, so you can um, expect that the quality is going to pick up in, in the in the future. But uh, but for now, you're probably going to be hearing the uh, occasional peas and. Uh, uh, little noises from the outside that unfortunately I'm I'm not able to um, counter. So I just wanted to really start off with talking about conferences themselves, not just the VRMA conference, but conferences in general. Why I think it is so important that everybody does this at some point, steps out of their comfort zone goes to a place where there are a ton of strangers and some not so strangers and meet people face to face. And I've done this. This is the second one I've been to this year. I know some people that go to four or five a year. So I just wanted to spend a few minutes just talking about why I think it's such a great advantage to actually go to a conference rather than doing just the online stuff. And let's start off with 
with the uh, with the cons, the disadvantages. Number number one is cost. Obviously, it is not inexpensive to fly to a conference, to stay in a hotel, to pay the conference fees, and then other incidental expenses that you're going to have along the way. And this one, the VRMA, is, um, I'm guessing it was probably in the region of $2,000 in all for for the flight to San Diego, uh, the hotel, which was not inexpensive, and and the conference fee. But I have to say it was entirely worth every penny to do so. And I'll come back with um, uh, as we as we go on with this episode and talk about why I feel there is huge value in doing this. Um, mainly, and I'll just just a brief summary of what I'm going to be talking about here. I'm going to be talking about the the pros of going to conferences, which are the networking. Meeting with the suppliers that we use, asking them the questions, seeing their facial expressions and their body language when they're responding to you is, you know, I think worth a lot of that conference fee. And over those three days, I went to the exhibitor space and talked to just about every supplier that was there. And I have to say there were a lot of um, the property management software providers. HomeAway was there, of course, TripAdvisor. I did not talk with um, anyone from HomeAway. We don't use HomeAway. And quite honestly, I saw no need to enter into any dialogue with them at all. I did have some questions to ask of TripAdvisor and uh, FlipKey. And I was really really blown away by the unprofessionalism that was shown by the flip key representatives at um, at the booth, certainly when I was there. Um, unfortunately, it mirrors some experience I've had with flip key over the phone. So, you know, it sort of cements my decision that I'm moving away from flip key TripAdvisor uh, to other platforms. But anyway, I am digressing. I'm moving away from my issue about conferences. So, so we've said one of the cons, one of the disadvantages is cost. And, you know, that's, that's out there. There is no getting away from that, that you will have to spend money to go to a conference. The other one, of course, is, is time. I went on, um, I left Pensacola Sunday morning. I wasn't back until Wednesday afternoon, by which time I'd only spent really two full days at the conference. So so you need to factor in how much time it's going to take you. However, I'm just going to go on and do the flip side of the time in a second because it's actually time is one of the advantages as well as one of the cons. So it certainly worked in my favour. Here's the what I think are the real advantages of going to a conference. And as I say, this is what I'm going to be talking about for the rest of this episode. Networking, as I just mentioned, um, meeting the suppliers face-to-face, meeting with experts, the people that are doing the presentations. These are the real experts in the business. And you could go to as many webinars as, as you can. You could go to online conferences, but to actually ask a question 
live of that expert, not only get their response, but to get the response of other members of the audience is, is really second to none. And finally, I would say it's education without interruptions. If you've been to online webinars, as I'm sure you have, it really is tough to retain that concentration um, while other stuff is going around you. If you're like me, you sit with a laptop on your lap, feet up and intend on concentrating on a webinar and then suddenly find that the phone rings or an email comes in or a Facebook update that takes your attention away. Now, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen uh, during a seminar at a conference as well with the amount of people that were sitting around me with their tablets and their phones. They were probably not giving it, uh, giving all the sessions their full concentration. But having said that, some of them were not as good as others. And I did find myself in a couple of sessions just checking my Facebook status. It is a uh, an advantage to be able to have that education without interruptions, but it's the interruptions that, you know, you allow them or not. The value in a, in a conference, uh, being a conference attendee is just gives back. There is a return on that investment. And I'll be going on to uh, talk a bit more about that. I plan in advance for my conferences and I'll be planning on f- at least four conferences I'll be going to next year. There will be, of course, the podcast movement in August of next year, which after the success of this year's podcast movement conference um, in Dallas, uh, I'm quite sure that next year's is going to be even better. Um, I will be going to the VRMA conference again, in uh, which will be held in New Orleans in October. I will pick up as much from that, I know, as I did this year. I'll be putting links to all these so you can go and check them out. Um, But uh, Michael Hyatt's conferences are well worth a look. New Media Expo in Las Vegas in, uh, I believe it's in April. I may go to that. That's really for bloggers, anybody involved in social media, podcasting. It's the biggest conference on the planet, I believe, for anybody involved in online communication. Um, there's a social media conference that's in San Diego. And that again, I think it's in uh, in the spring. I would love to go back to San Diego again, but we shall, we shall see about that one. Of course, the other conferences that... Um, are available to you are the ones you know, that home away do their summits, the one day summits. And I believe they did one in Florida this year, had one in the West Coast. And of course, I think they do one in the, on their home territory in Austin. I've heard mixed reviews from that. And the only issue with the focus seminars by the providers is that's what you're getting. You're only getting what they want you to see and hear. Whereas an independent conference is going to give you a much greater, much broader range of speakers, of perspectives, and I think value. Um, Same with Airbnb. Airbnb have been doing their own host get-togethers with with speakers again. And I'm sure the value is, is good in some of the content they're delivering, but it does not give you the wider perspective. So you may have heard me mention that um, we're sort of exploring the 
possibility of a face-to-face conference, of a, of a live conference to be held somewhere in the US in the latter half of 2015, which is going to be put on by owners for owners. So it will be a completely independent conference. I'm interested in hearing from anybody who who thinks this is a good idea or, you know, equally who thinks it's a bad idea. So get in touch with me. Email me at heather at cottageblogger.com. Let me know what you think. I really will going to be doing a survey shortly just to see what people would like to have presented at a conference to them, what they'd like to learn, what they'd like to hear about, and and whether they think it would be of value to them. So watch out for that. So here's a brief glimpse then of the VRI, VRMA conference. Um, so the best bits and, and the worst, because there were some that were I could probably have done without attending or seeing or being a part of. But in general, it was there was such really good content. So let's kick off with the highlights. And the highlight for me, and I think it's because I've been in customer service in some way or another for so many years. I was a customer service training manager for Reader's Digest in the UK for a couple of years. So I'd done a lot of this customer service theory, I guess, but that's over 20 years ago. Uh, so it was very interesting to attend the keynote address with John DeJulius of the uh, DeJulius group. And it was titled The Customer Service Revolution, which is actually the title of, of his, uh, his new book. And I'll put a link to that as well, because I bought the book while I was there. And it's one of the, I have to say, it's one of the best customer service books I have ever read. Just so many practical examples, simple changes that you can make to improve the service and the value that you give your customers. And uh, I'm going to be doing a longer post on on this whole, uh, on, on his concepts But the key takeaways I got were, and the first one was about removing negative cues. And we all use them. We probably don't even think about it. But it really struck home with me when he talked about things like, we talk about the rules of a property. We have dire consequences on a rental agreement if somebody should, woe betide them, if they should break our rules in any way. We use words such as policy and we tell people what they must and mustn't do. Initially, I thought, no, 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 we don't do that. We, we certainly treat our customers with complete respect and use lots of positive language. But when I really got down to thinking about it, I thought, no, what he was saying was absolutely right. There are a ton of negative cues in in the way we deliver messages to to our guests. He made a statement that I'm going to print out and put up in our office because I think it it really tells the story of what many owners, property managers actually do. And he said, don't punish 100% of your customers or potential customers for what you are afraid 2% of them might do. Made me think about 
collecting damage deposits. And I know that is a huge issue with many owners. And you would not think of not collecting a damage deposit. But in fact, the way I, I think about it is that that is almost a punishment, punishing 100% of customers or potential customers for what we're afraid that 2% of them might do. Because I've been renting out my properties. At one point, I had five or six of them. For over 10 years, I have made one claim on a damage deposit in that 10 years. And, and actually, we stopped collecting a damage deposit a few years ago um, because of this. So, so that was a good takeaway for me. Another of them, he talked about a secret service, little things that we can do that creates an emotional connection that subsequently drives customer loyalty. And this was, this, this really got to me and I, I was really interested by it. So John's philosophy of secret service is about paying attention. It's about listening or reading what your prospective guests are telling you. And let's give you an example. So it could be from, you get an email from a guest that who, and, and the guest tells you that her husband enjoys fishing. So you then send a detailed map of of the lake or river or wherever they can go fishing that shows the best spots for catching particular types of fish. Or perhaps that same customer says her kids are looking forward to the fishing. And when the guests arrive, there are children's fishing rods waiting for them with a note to say, to tell them what the best bait is to use for fishing from the dock. Another example, you get an inquiry that mentions that the bookings for a birthday celebration. So you send a link, you send a response that has links to local bakers that do amazing cakes. And then you make a note to remember about this birthday when they book and when they subsequently arrive. And, and we've done this with our guests at Osprey before. We've, um, there's been a birthday celebration and, and we've actually um, supplied them with a banner and uh, balloons and the things that they may not be able to bring with them. So John talked about the importance of um, collecting customer intelligence and he calls it the Ford method of wowing customers. And this means, you know, he actually has a little form and I'll, I'll put a, a link to this in the show notes, that has fields for family, that's the F in Ford, occupation is the O, recreation is the R, and dreams are the D. And what his suggestion is, is that when you're talking to a prospective guest over the phone or you're, or you're having an email correspondence with them, that you fill in the fields for each one of those areas. So if they tell you a little bit about their family or they tell you about their occupation, you know, I'm a busy teacher or my husband works for himself so he never has any time off. And then they tell you about their recreation, what they like, whether they like fishing or they've got a dog and they love going for long dog walks. So you're going to make a note of that. And then they can often tell you what their, their dreams are, their dreams of the perfect vacation. Make a note of those. And then you use that intelligence 
to correspond back to them. Now, this could be just back in an email or it could be it could be in information you provide or it could be something that's a, su- a surprise, a secret service surprise when they arrive at your property. I'm hooked into this collecting customer intelligence and it's something we're going to be doing a lot more of. So so that, that was great. And I am going, to, as I say, I'm going to do a, a longer post on the customer service revolution. Hopefully I have sent a note out to John DeJulius to see if he would be a guest on the podcast. So hopefully that's going to come up in the future because I will be persevering on that one. I thought it was a great keynote address and and I took away a ton of notes from it. I mentioned earlier on about networking being one of the most important things that I get out of of a conference. And I heard this from people at the podcast movement that they got more from the hall time, meaning they weren't in the educational stuff. They were standing out in the hallways talking to people. And, And this was very much the case. If you're not yet on LinkedIn, and and discussing the business with other professionals, I strongly urge you to join a couple of the LinkedIn groups. And I'll put a I'll put some links to a couple of groups that I'm part of. You know, you don't have to actually contribute, but just be a part of the group. See what's going on. You're going to learn a lot. So I found there's huge value in meeting a lot of the people that I've I've just been in contact with in LinkedIn or I have seen in LinkedIn. And they included um, people like Richard Vorton from Discovery Holiday Homes in UK, who's very vocal on LinkedIn about, uh, and you know, being able to listen to his take on moving away from conglomerate listing sites. Um, it was, was both passionate and inspiring. And if you haven't heard of Richard Vorton, you can check out the podcast I did with him. Um, who else did I meet? I met Kirby Winfield from Dwellable, somebody else that I'd interviewed. Um, Eric Mason from LinkedIn. Eric has fingers in every vacation rental pie there possibly is that's independent of the of the major listing sites and and it was an absolute pleasure to to meet Eric um Andrew McConnell from Vacation Rental uh, from Vacation Futures somebody else I've interviewed that I was able to uh, you know to to network with and have a good discussion with and many many more and just imagine you know if if we had this uh conference that I'm considering in the future, all the people that you could network with, people that you've seen commenting on this blog, maybe those that um, you've seen commenting on Matt Landau's blog. These are the people that go to conferences. They're the ones that are passionate about the industry that are going to be there. The third real delight about going to conference was meeting with the suppliers. And I just wanted to mention a couple of those that uh, that I, I talked to and uh, and I found really, really interesting. There was a company called Okie Dokies. They supply, and I'm just reading from the, um, from the leaflet here, easy to install, easy to use. The Okie Dokies smart lock provides a simple and secure way to access your home using any Bluetooth 4 enabled device. 
And with the Okie Dokies app for your mobile device, you can take control of who is entering your home even when you're not there. Now, in the past, the only ways to, to really have these um, remote locking devices, it was very, very expensive. You're looking at three or $400 to get it set up. And they're mostly... They're mostly geared to the property management market. Now, the okie-dokie lock was very, very simple. It's going to be available in places like Lowe's and Home Depot. They say it brings the next level of access to your smart lock, that the lock is paired with the sm- with a smart reader. Um, so you'd, um, you'd set up the code on the lock. Your guest has the app. They can then pair it with the lock and they'd get in and out of the property. So I'm going to, and, um, yeah, that's, that's something I'm going to look into in a a bit more detail because I've tried some of the fancy resort lock, cabal locks type of device for, for our properties, but they, they're just a little bit too complicated for, for our simple needs. So, this one is a lot less expensive and uh, and I think it may be of, of greater use. So I don't know if you've ever considered uh, using promotional items for your property. Um, you know, things, I know we went to a, uh, when we went to the Bahamas in February and the owner had left us um, a couple of t-shirts and caps with the uh, the Vinehouse logo on them, and I have to say I'm still using the uh, the Vinehouse cap. Um, so, so they, for one, are using this type of promotional uh, product to keep their brand in their customers' mind after they've left. So, I was quite interested to see uh, a company called Whip Smart demonstrating a number of different items that would have been you know, the terrific for us as owners to give to our guests. There were a lot of pet-related items. You know, the Frisbee. There was a a fold-up portable dog bowl, which I absolutely loved. So, you know, if you're taking your dog out hiking, you just take this foldable bowl and a bottle of water and and you can pour the water, give, give them a drink while you're on your hike. So, so an item like that, I thought would be absolutely fantastic to to use as a guest guest gift, and then you could put your property logo on it. It's something that can be used over and over again. I mean, we've all had, we've all gone to conferences and gone to um, exhibitions where we've picked up some of the promotional items. It could be a pen, it could be a mouse mat, or um, a mug, a bag. All those sorts of things. Some of them I know I would never look at again, particularly things like pens and key rings. They just tend to get thrown in a, in a bowl and eventually thrown away. But things like um, canvas bags or, as I said, this, this, dispo- uh, the, this uh, portable dog bowl, things that people will actually use on a day-to-day basis and other people might see it and ask questions about it. That is the value of promotional items. So I, I'm putting a link to Whipsmart in the show notes. So so take a look at that. See if there's anything that um, that interests you. And um, th- this company is run by people who know the vacation rental business. So you talk to them and, um, and they'll come up with some ideas for you. Uh, the third 
supplier that I spent a lot of time with. And I think that I'm actually going to be um, spending even more time with is called um, Property Management Tools, propertymanagementtools.com. They have just come out with um, a guest mobile app. Now, this isn't new. If anybody's with HomeAway, you'll know that they're going to be driving your um, customers, or driving you to be using their Glad to Have You app. And there are some advantages to that. I've been using Glad to Have You for a while. Um, I'm not going to be using it anymore because of their their um, their tie-in now with HomeAway. So we are looking at this uh, at alternatives, and the two guys who I spoke to at Property Management Tools, I really liked them. I just liked their approach. They are open to um, to ideas and suggestions. And just as a just going offside here for a second. We started using the Glad to Have You app in our property management business a couple of years ago, and we still haven't activated it fully because it's it's pretty complicated to set up, particularly for our the, the way our properties are located. But the one thing that uh, that it uses it uses little icons. You know, if you're if you're talking about a restaurant, there would be a knife and fork icon. If um, you know, if it's recreation, there might be a ball you know, beach ball type icon. The only icon that I really wanted, because I might be talking about accommodation and bed configuration in the property, I wanted a bed icon. For two years, I've been asking them to add a bed icon to their collection. And for two years, they have not been able to do that. And you know, that to me, I don't know, Tell me if I'm wrong, but I just can't see that a company that is promoting accommodation does not have a little icon that shows a bed. That's me on my little soapbox and I'm going to get right off now because, um, you know, it's, it's just something that I've been going on and on about and probably doesn't mean much to anybody except me. So, yeah, meeting with those suppliers, um, and I probably will over the next couple of weeks add a few more, but definitely go and take a look at Okie Dokies. Take a look at Property Management Tools and their guest mobile app, if um, if that's something you're interested in, and Whip Smart, their promotional items, because um, those are the three that I am. When I sat in my, when I packed up from my hotel room, as I often do at the end of conferences, I've picked up a ton of brochures, a ton of paperwork because it's sort of thrust upon you. And I'll always go through it all just before I leave the conference and dispose of the stuff I know I'm not going to be following up with and only take away the things that really mean something to me. And these were the three that were right at the top of my list. So apart from networking, um, meeting with suppliers face to face, meeting with experts and getting questions answered was is, is such huge value. And I just love the opportunity to talk to people who'd been in the business a lot longer than I have. And, and when, I'm, when I say talk with experts, just about everybody who was there was an expert in, in one way or another. They, they all had something to offer. One of the great sessions I went to was a roundtable discussion with other property managers. 
And it really made me appreciate that we all have the same issues, whether you're an individual owner. And in fact, there were some um, people at the conference who only had one or two properties. And I learned a lot from them, as much from them as I did from the really large agencies that are managing thousands. So I did say at the outset of this that I was going to tell you the best bits and the worst bits. So I can't finish this without mentioning the keynote address from Brian Sharples at HomeAway, which was, it was not surprising, but it was a huge disappointment. I, I, I expected more from the co-founder of the biggest listing site in the world. And I'm really not going to add much to the discussion of this that's being that's taking place very vocally in on LinkedIn and on in the Home Away Community Forum and on Jay Williams' uh, blog, uh, and to some degree on in um, Matt Landau's Inner Circle. So some way or another, you could get onto one of these platforms and just see what the fallout from one sentence from Brian Sharple's keynote address was. And I'm not going to say any more than that, but it was, you know, it, 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 it was a stunned silence from the room and it has spawned a lot of dissent since then. And I think it's going to go on. I was also disappointed that there was only one session on social media. I had hoped to, I had hoped to learn more about using specific platforms, how to use Pinterest, how to use Instagram. All these, all these things are, are out there for us to be getting involved in. And, uh, and it was, it was disappointing that there wasn't more uh, on those topics. But I do understand that with, uh, you know, property managers have myriad aspects to their businesses and uh, and covering absolutely everything is, is probably not possible. But once again, you know, as we go into our thoughts of, a, of an owner conference for owners, uh, this is something I'm going to be taking into consideration and, and thinking that perhaps we should be, um, we should be looking at in terms of educational content. So I'm going to wrap it up there with my um, conference roundup. Um, I've done a fairly lengthy blog post, stroke show notes. I've actually put everything into one. So there's a lot in the show notes that uh, that's actually not in this podcast. A little bit, you know, I've done a bit more of a chronological um, roundup of, of how the couple of days went with some extra material. So it you know if if you can go across to cottageblogger.com forward slash vrs049 or thinking about it is probably cottageblogger.com forward slash vrma conference but it's going to be one or the other i know mike's getting that up before long so I hope this roundup has given you a little bit of motivation to to think about going and attending a conference in 2015. But before you sign up, will you wait until wait until we come up with um, with our plans for a vacation rental owners for owners 
conference. So as I said before, very beginning, let me know. Let me know what you think. Um, email me at heather at cottageblogger.com or of course you can just put a comment at the end of the uh, of the show notes or stroke blog post and, and let me know what you think. So thank you once again for taking the time to listen. As always, I always ask that you just click on that uh, iTunes icon and leave me a review. And I'd just like to thank all the people that have been leaving reviews lately. I really, really appreciate it. I will be getting back to all of you very, very soon and just um, covering off some of the some of the things that you've said. But uh, in, in all, I'm getting five-star reviews. It's wonderful. It gives me the impetus and, you know, it gives me some motivation to move forward and uh, create more of these podcast episodes. So have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be back with you again very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.